Hello. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet, and welcome back to the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Woo! Let's go! Here we are, baby number 48. Episode 48 of the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again, or if you're a first-time listener, thank you for checking us out. Of course, we are your hosts, Andrew. And Marquise. And I am Max. Super cool to have y'all chilling with us here. Uh, this is going to be a pretty positive episode of the podcast this week, actually, which I'm yeah, sure it's a crazy. fucking crazy change of pace for some people, but we actually like the stuff we watched this week, so it will be a pretty positive, optimistic episode this week. Weird. Nah, I'm going to cool. shit on everything, baby. Y'all are going to be positive. I'm going to shit on everything. We're flipping oh, yeah, this if you want to take f- liberties, go ahead. Go yeah, go ahead. it's going to flip the script, son. All right. Yeah, brother, this is my show. It's our show epically yeah. oh, oh so of course give us a little follow ski on twitter at to prowess pod to keep up with some of the cool stuff we actually got some videos up there we just tweeted out from uh some of the stuff we've been watching recently oh, man. yeah we got that fuck. that fucked bro dude it's up there the, the roddy strong oh my god Ooh. oh my god yeah, yeah oh roderick god. roderick strong he's not called king backbreaker for no reason no nope. brother he almost took out his own shoulder <laughs> Pretty cool. Did we had to do. But we'll talk about them when we get there. But yeah, like I said, if you want to check out cool wrestling spots and shit, check out at TOPRSPOD on Twitter. If you're interested in hanging out in our Discord, I'm looking to get a bit more active in there. Going to do some cool stuff, maybe. We'll see. Uh, give us a little DM ski on Twitter. Again, at TOPRSPOD. We'll send you the little link, get you on the Discord, hang with some cool dudes, including the three of us. I want some cool stuff. Wrestling, games, sports, music. What have you. Whatever, bro. Anything. We're just cool dudes being cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're on literally every podcast platform under the sun. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Owl-tail. Breaker, Owltail, Blueberry, Pocket Cast. <laughs> of course. All you crazy ass motherfuckers. If you want to do us a big, big favor, y'all dudes on your podcast platforms, especially y'all on Spotify and the Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate those very much. Do something mean, something funny, something nice, inspirational, motivational, optimistic, pessimistic, nihilistic. Don't care. Stay Any. something. We'll read it out here on the pod. Mm-hmm. We appreciate those. I mean, we're currently sitting at, I believe, seven five-star reviews at this current moment. So if we could if we could see 10 sometime soon, that'd be some crazy shit. Yes. Pretty sir. crazy. Be pretty okay. crazy. Pretty cool. Might even reward you. Who knows? Maybe. 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 Don't expect it, though. Maybe. Yeah, expect nothing. Uh, if you want to go crazy, dummy, stupid, crack, we have a Patreon if you're interested in sending us a little monetary donation ski. Uh, we got some cool content over there at patreon.com forward slash pod. Got Max's pro wrestling reviews. Get his thoughts and insights onto the world of pro wrestling as we know it today. Uh, we got some cool movie watch-alongs if you're interested in checking out Body Slam Revenge of the Banana. And we've, and we've also been, you know, ruminating and percolating on what else we can throw up on there. Yes, yeah, because, so yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, we're a... still, yeah, yeah, we got to figure out what, what is worth 10 of your hard-earned dollars? What could we do? We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. And, you got any uh, suggestions, though? Leave them, in the, leave them in the reviews. I don't care, bro. Do whatever you want. They're, or they're... shoot us a DM on Twitter, at TLPROSPOD. Go ahead and join the Discord. It's always something you can do, and if you are looking for more Patreon content, if you are on Patreon, uh, it's coming soon. 
I've just been busy trying to do IRL boy things. Trying to, yeah, but, trying to live life, bro. Yeah, the man but, uh, aged up. But videos are... <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. Uh, drinking some some good old... The alcohols, like uh, Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, do that now. Yeah. What? 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 Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the re reviews and stuff are coming soon. Uh, I just haven't had time to record. But they are coming. It's coming. So... You should go Honestly, slap that one dollar if you got it. If you got the one dollar, to shout out to shout out someone that some on this show may not know, it's only one bean. <laughs> if you know, you know. If brother. you know, then you already know. And if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. I think that's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's time to start talking yeah. about some fucking. TNA Impact. TNA Impact. The most excited I've been for a show, I think, in, in a my minute. time on this podcast. Uh, I mean, yeah. I definitely wasn't excited to watch. I wasn't excited going into it, but I was pleasantly surprised coming out of it. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk excited about to talk it. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yep, we got the October 29, 2005 edition, hot off the heels of Bound for Glory. The first ever Bound for Glory, mind you, from 2005. We opened the show with a recap of some highlights, including the Ultimate X match and the main event and cool stuff like that. Super unnecessary pyro display. They went, bro. They went dumb. One of these weeks, I'm going to go back and actually record the pyro so we can put that shit on Twitter because it's actually too much. So I don't think I mentioned it last episode. I didn't mention it on the pay-per-view. But I had checked the numbers. Mm. And the show did... 35,000 pay-per-view buys. 20K better than normal. Mm -hmm. That's actually wow. a massive improvement. It did 35,000 pay-per-view buys. Uh, $0 gate because they let everybody in for free. Universal moment. And it did $45,000. Um, wow. Which I'm sure they spent on this pyro display. Absolutely. The singular one. It's crazy yeah. that they really... Bro, it's crazy that TNA really said, you know be a good idea? Pyro displays on every episode we tape. Yeah. Also, That's it was wild. really weird. For some reason, they got this new rig in the impact zone. It's like one of those, uh, like one of those things in front of a barber shop with the spinning colors in it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, but it just shop. says impact in it. True. And I was yeah, like, what I the fuck? That. Why are they showing this thing so prominently, bro? Fuck off. You know, I, didn't <laughs> I did think see about that. It, and I was, but... I was like, oh, that's uh that is something. It adds to the aesthetic, I guess. I guess. I was gonna say, I didn't even think about it, but now that. Now that you say it, yeah, they could only really, if they had to do any sort of pyro display, I would choose the first show of the taping. So just a show after playing it, bro. Well, I was just going to say, if they if they really absolutely had to do one, do a show, do one after the, so the first show after the taping, which is going to be the show after the pay-per-view. Yeah. And then the last show, so the go-home show before yeah. the pay-per-view. So you get people pumped in after the pay-per-view, you get people pumped up going into the pay-per-view. But you don't, you definitely don't have to do it. Every, Every fucking yeah. week. No, nah, they didn't, bro. Well, at this point, at this point, TNA is doing their damnedest to compete with the Fed, bro. They're trying Honestly, so hard. What I thought that they were doing for a while before I knew that they were just absolutely blowing all their money. I thought they were just showing the same pyro display nope. from different angles. Nope. Which would make it a clearly lot of isn't. Sense. It clearly no, isn't. Clearly not. Yeah. But it's not. different that's all I, the time. Yeah, that's what I thought. In the earlier reviews of when I was doing the show, but no, they're just fucking. Just no, they're just burning money. money. Yeah, literally burning yeah. cash. Forty-five thousand dollars gone. So with that being said, we get straight into some action where we have Abyss with James Mitchell versus Lance Hoyt. Hoyt, Hoyt, Hoyt. 
Oi. Oi. Uh, First thing I immediately had to say was they really had to put another final nail in the coffin of the push of Lance Hoyt. Like, I, I thought I, I thought Bound for Glory was it, bro. Again? Okay. Bro, they like, said, bro, we are putting you down. And it's crazy because you can literally see the crowd get more and more cold for this guy as this match went on. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, I mean... As soon as as soon as I saw that this match was happening, all I could help but think about the many conversations that we've had on this podcast about how I mean this is yet another yet another time yet another where you got Abyss who definitely can't lose and Lance Hoyt who definitely should not lose this match and well you know well you see you know what happened was Lance Hoyt lost. Clean as a whistle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Hoyt hits his over the top crossbody without almost killing himself. That was pretty cool. Oh no, he absolutely almost killed himself. Yeah, just a bad I angle. I thought you just went for it. But I mean, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. It wasn't all legs. Okay, but his he did still go like face first landing. Okay, but he didn't go all legs, and that's what really matters. Fair enough. Uh, there was some point after this, I noticed that Hoyt has a burning cross on his pants, and I was like, bro, what? Kid uh, Cash really fucking yeah, got to this guy, bro. <laughs> See, Max, I don't know, Max, I don't know if you know about what, about, about Dallas and Kid Cash back in, like, February of 05, bro. Cutting, oh, I do. I yeah, do. so I'm sure, I'm sure you know about Kid Cash cutting the weird promo on Sonny Siaki and Apollo calling them gay lovers or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, again, think about this. We have not seen Kid Cash since he cut that promo for for good reason. I mean, I, I mean, I think said, I'm pretty sure at this point he's also in the Fed right now. So yeah, I think so. I mean, I always said it was ironic that that guy, the guy that cut that promo, had cock on his tights because it maybe would be K K, but it'd have like a yin yang symbol in between. So it's K O K. Crushing on cocks. Cock. Cool. Love it. So yeah, uh, Abyss hits a black hole slam after a little bit of interference by Mitchell. I guess not wasn't clean as a whistle. It was pretty clean. Uh, some That's interference great. by James Mitchell wins the match. Abyss gets the bag attacks from James. Then the lights go out. And well, then... no, actually, it was clean as a whistle because, all right. So they went for the double choke slam spot or whatever, and then Abyss very clearly like hit him in the nuts. The ref didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and then Abyss went to or Mitchell threw in the chair. Abyss. Grabbed it. The ref was like, ah, you can't use that. Big boot to the chair, which Abyss eats. eats. And then uh, I think that's when James Mitchell put his leg on the ropes. He chased him around the ring. Uh, Hoyt got back into the ring, did some awkward clubbing babyface blows like he didn't remember. Yeah, he didn't know what he was supposed to do next. Then he ran into the ropes. Then he got a black hole slam. So it really was clean as a whistle. Fair enough. Anyways, Abyss wins the match. He gets the bag of tacks. He's gonna fucking bury this kid. Yeah. Not too softly. No. So he gets the tacks. Before he gets to pour them out, the lights go out. And Stabu appears with a towel covering his right arm. I, I unfortunately agree. for unfortunately for for me and my viewing experience the reveal of what's under the towel was literally the thumbnail of this episode so i already knew what it was yeah so abyss unveils his arm which is wrapped in fucking shoot barbed wire yeah. a bit 
Sabu's arm is literally bleeding as it's wrapped in barbed wire, and Abyss gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, so he I, like he freaked he, out. Yeah, he, he dipped. Like I said this in our in our group chat. It didn't have to be shoot barbed wire. Nah, clearly yeah, it did. It could have. I mean, it could have just. No, been see, game. see, Sabu. <laughs> see in the back, Sabu <laughs> gigged his arm to put <laughs> over the fake barbed wire. That's. I mean, oh <laughs> that's some shit God, he would do. Sabu would do that. Yeah, yeah, dude had a fucking razor blade out back. Oh. Just starts like nicking his arm all over the place. Got fucking blood running through. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling fucking metal now. Baby. Give me a towel. Could easily just get like some fake barbed wire and a blood pack. Nope. Okay. Real barbed wire, and I'm gonna let it cut me up. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know what? I, you know what is like honestly been ruined for me now though. Every time I see, I well, yes, but every time I see the lights go out in any wrestling show, <sighs> since I've started seeing Sabu in TNA, I'm like, oh, why the fuck is Sabu here? Like, I no, bro. It. Honestly, there's nothing. There's almost. I don't know if there's thing. If there's many things I hate more in pro wrestling as far as tropes go, as much as the light goes out, someone appears in the ring. That shit is so. And you know, and you know who the. I mean, we all know who the greatest defender of this is yeah. by far, and. the we know. I don't even have to say it. Oh, you already brother. know. Oh, brother. It's the blade and the fucking butcher. Who? <laughs> yeah, they do that shit a lot. Yeah, they do that shit too much. Like, so, the only person yeah. I ever thought it was okay to do with, honestly, and, like, they even did it too much, was Taker and Kane. Well, like, I mean, those... that's Undertaker's thing, bro. He does yeah. voodoo yeah, teleport. No. He, bro, Undertaker, as we as we highlighted, I think it was two weeks ago, the Undertaker has a fucking Renegon, dude. Like, he can just teleport. Yeah. As we established with that CM Punk, Jeff Hardy angle at SummerSlam uh, 09. So it's okay. It's fine, yeah. The, 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 the lights going out is actually just a frozen moment in time as the teleportation happens. Yeah, see, but what, what doesn't make sense is when, like, Sabu or, I guess, AEW does it. It's like, are these dudes telling the production guys, all right, go ahead. Turn and off cut the, the lights. lights. Cut the lights right now. Like, how do, you, how do you even cut the lights if you're not the Undertaker or Kane? Yeah. How do you change the lighting? At least in kayfabe, they have... Superpowers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways... So that all happens. We come back from commercials to Mike Tanay announcing that next week on November 3rd, there will be a special two-hour prime time presentation of Impact 9 p.m. See, you even told me this in the chat, but when I heard it from in my own ears, like I got like I got like a cold sweat. <laughs> like, I was like, like, oh, I got a two-hour impact next week. Let's go. Fuck. Two hours. And they kept repeating that it's a Oh yeah, bro, they were selling that shit. Episode. It's the prime. Yeah, it's the prime time debut. Yeah, bro, they're gonna yeah, bro, they're going on at fucking nine. I don't know what their normal time slot was, but clearly it wasn't very good. No, the other thing that sucks though is I think Genesis is only in like three weeks. weeks. Genesis is in three weeks. Yeah, it's something. So we we're gonna go from Battle for Glory, which is three hours. A two-hour impact, and then a three-hour pay-per-view two weeks after oh. the two-hour impact. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, but once thing, again, once again, we have podcast. to... Hey, hey. Don't forget that things are about to get a lot better very yes, soon. Hopefully. God. Also, I didn't God, even mention... I hope. I, I didn't even mention. So I watched the show on my phone. Okay. And I, So I watched it on Impact Plus on my phone. Rough. Which does not give me the option 
to up the speed. Oh, uh, so you just had to watch it so straight. I wa- and don't get me wrong, it was an enjoyable experience. I watched this whole show at one time speed as it was intended. But I am saying it right here, right on now. air. On the record? On the record. On the record? This is on the record. This is a shoot, brother. Oh my god, he's shooting, oh brother. He's from, the <laughs> from the hip. There's no way in hell that I'm watching a two-hour impact at one <laughs> times speed. It's not going to happen. If anything, I might have to bust out the old five times speed again. You know, here, okay, but, okay, but yeah. here's, okay, but here's the thing, right? Let me, let me, let me, let me advertise next week's uh, podcast for you. If you'd like to hear us talk about the television debut of the Ultimate X, Jeff Jarrett versus Rhino oh, for the hard. NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And I think there's, I think there's one more big match that's announced later tonight for that show. Yeah, Team Three D versus some geeks. I don't fucking know. Something like that. I think it's them versus Team Canada. This is a this is a restaurant quality episode of Impact coming up next week. Uh yeah, something like that. Um, Two stars. It just so I was thinking about it as well. Uh, so they apologized. You've never heard of a wrestling company apologizing before, have you? Well, we here at TNA, we apologize because uh, the bullshit that happened. Yeah, because the X. bullshit with the X match, yeah. which is fucked because they, they, they framed it like they didn't plan that to happen, which sure. But then on the other hand, we already knew for a fact going into Bound for Glory that there was going to be another Ultimate X match that was going to be on TV at some point before the end of the year. So because that, they stated that. That is my question. Because of how they fucking finagled their way around this, doesn't that mean technically by their word there has to be another after this? Because this is a rematch. Yeah, because the one they planned on. match that was fucked. Mm-hmm. Which means that we there have has to another be another X match after this. You think they won't? Of course they will. Bro. Here's, okay, here's the thing, right? Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me talk to you for a second. People listening, let me talk to you real quick. Now, and any any tenured listener of the Taking Liberties Wrestling Podcast would know that there's a certain man in TNA who has captured my heart for probably the rest of my life until this person comes out to be a bozo or something. Buck Quartermain. I love that motherfucker. He's been off TNA TV since like May. I haven't even he, seen he's him. he's got one, one match left in TNA before he's gone for good. It's in December, so I, I pitch only, I that I go back in. T- I pitch that I go back in time. I go back. I talk to TNA management, not Jeff Jarrett. Apparently, yeah, it's not. Uh, I ask them. I need Buck Quartermain in an Ultimate X match. What do you think? I agree. I think that sounds great to me. If I could see I, Buck I, Quartermain I hit a fucking, fucking power bomb off the cables, bro. If I could get, bro, let me get Buck Quartermain, David Young, Lex Lovett, fucking... Bro, they were a team. Bro, let me get get the fucking, the trio gods. When I started watching, when I started reviewing this podcast... They were the trio. They were a team. Yeah, they were the job squad. I don't understand what happened. Yeah, now... Now they're all split up. Now... David Young's... Now David Young's actually trying to... Sonny Siaki and shit. Bro, David Young is winning matches on pay-per-view. Yeah. What happened? He became a diamond in the rough. And he's not even the worst guy in that group. It's incredible. He realized that he had to 
leave his his old. He had to, he had to leave the past behind. That's what he had to do. Something like that. Couldn't look back. He had to pull an AJ Styles, I guess. He had to ascend something <laughs> greater. Yeah, he had to hit that fucking spine buster and win a match. Further beyond, exactly. Yeah, further he's going, beyond. Yeah, he's going even further beyond a super David two. Ha long scream here. Baby. Yeah, so again, if you're interested in hearing us complain about a two hour long special prime time episode of Impact, be sure to check out the 49th episode of the Taking Liberties Wrestling Podcast coming out next week. Uh so then we move on to a fun little enhancement match where we have Jarrell Clark versus Chris Daniels. Uh I didn't really write all that much because this match didn't mean I mean, bro, you walk into this match, you know what's gonna happen. But uh I agree, but is Jarrell Clark like in his hometown or something? Because he was mad fucking over this. No, I think I match. think people just. Really I think the impact. Yeah, I think the impact zone just really love their jobbers. They're marks for the moves. They're marks, and they you know are spot monkey fans. That's really all the impact zone. Well, yeah, bro. I mean, how did Elix Skipper get over? <laughs> he's got a, bro. He's been holding on to that yeah, shit for exactly. years now. So they really wanted to see Mister Six Thirty. Hit the 630. So Jarrell Clark does not hit the 630 in this no, match. In no, fact, no, no. in fact, he eats Angel's wings, fucking super crushed face, yeah. gets covered. Chris Daniels wins the match. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun match. Cool stuff happened. It's not really all that important. Again, it's just a job match to get some uh, get some shine on Chris Daniels after losing to Styles at the uh, pay per view. That is correct. So then we get a oh man, this this these next two segments confused me so much. I don't understand. So we get a promo for Genesis, which is coming on November 13th. So again, in like three weeks. Mm. And Raven gets a whole bunch of shine in this thing for some reason. And I was yeah. like, this guy does not fucking work here. Why are they showing him off like this? Yeah. And then we have Shane Douglas. He's so backstage. They cut to Shane Douglas backstage after they give Raven the shine promo or the shine package or whatever. And Shane Douglas says, you know, Raven, the motherfucker that I knew in ECW, way back then, in better times, it's not now. Uh, that guy was not a bitch. But the guy that's in front of me right now is a bitch. So what's up with that? Rhino said the same thing last week. And then fucking a weirdo pervert Cassidy Riley comes out of nowhere. Bro. And he says, you know, you Raven, you know, I thought you weren't a bitch. But maybe you are. A bitch. And then Raven slaps him. Yeah. It makes him a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Raven just bitch slapped him for being a weirdo pervert. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and then he just walks off. Deserved. Yeah, deserved. Yeah. So then we get to the match of the night. Easily, probably the match oh, of this podcast. Oh, honestly, so this match was crazy. Oh, this! I match. cannot believe that a fucking tag uh, team match on Impact got me so fucking was, like I was riled up, bro. I was like, let's fucking go. I honestly, when I saw. Roderick Strong come out. I'm not even gonna like. Don't get me wrong. I like Roderick Strong. But you're like, oh, here but we I go. Like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to see Roddy. Like, I'm honestly fat Roddy Strong. As weird it, as it is to yeah. say, I'm tired of seeing these non-teenage dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Raven. So it's I don't know seeing right. these, and I you know I know it's good for business and it's good for the wrestling business. Well, I. Not to spoil what happens in the future, but doesn't Roddy sign with TNA for a little bit? Yeah, but not for too long. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because sure. they yeah, because there was a point where uh 
Well, Rod, where, wasn't it? I, man, I could have sworn it was uh, Roddy. Was it Roddy and Shelly were a team for a hot minute? I think so, yeah. After well, a while, they, yeah. After a while, TNA says, uh, hey, we're only doing exclusive deals now, so you can't just come through. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why uh, Joe is here and signed, and he's getting ready to stop doing ROH shit if he hasn't already. He's got to. He's got to finish up his commitments. I think that's one reason that uh, Austin Star is a uh, Austin Star. All right, bro. Sure that's one reason he's. You know, he also decided to leave. Um, what was I gonna say? So when this match, you know, when the entrances were happening, I'm like, okay, so Shelly and Roger come out as a team together. Cool. Sanjay comes out on his own with his own music. I'm like, okay. I like Sanjay. That's cool. Well, yeah, expected, there, there was like, a there was a reason like, why Sanjay came out alone, brother. Well, yeah, yeah and I honestly, thought, like, okay, I originally I'm, thought it was Shark Boy because I'm honestly surprised over. that that as Sanjay was coming out, that he wasn't coming from a recent tour of India. <laughs> I I was genuinely expecting to hear it. I was listening for it in this match, and it surprisingly never came. I guess I guess it's no longer recent. <laughs> Brother, why you gotta say yeah. shit like that when I got the blunt in my mouth, bro? What the fuck? Hey, man, I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, so Sanjay comes out, fresh off the coconut loop, mm-hmm. and uh, out comes his partner, the X Division champion, AJ Styles. Yep. AJ Styles. Bro, this AJ crowd, Styles. this huge, crowd was pop. fucking hot huge pop. for AJ They were fired up. Yeah, mm. couldn't even hear his music. So Literally, hot. I could not hear his music. I just saw him come out. I was like, wow. They were hot. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, the, the pace of this match was just fucking, bro, that a sprint. Yeah. It was a sprint match that went 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was so Incredible. fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, Sanjay Dutt, honestly, well, Sanjay Dutt puts in the majority of the work in this match. He yeah. he went workhorse. crazy. So, yeah. Workhorse. Sanjay's like, shit, I want Spike TV. I need to go stupid right now. Yeah. And he, he did. did. He went very dumb. He and Roderick Strong went way fucking in. Nutty. So, Again, go to our Twitter to check out just how dummy they go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. At TL per us pod. Check it out. There's a video of a spot in this match where... My fucking god. So Roddy so, or okay. Sanjay Sanjay is attempting the Kebrata. He's attempting the Asai Moon Salt, the Lion Salt, whichever you prefer. A moon salt off the fucking ropes. Yeah. He's going for it. And Roddy just catches him perfectly in his arms. Oh no. Fucking flips him around. Flips him over for like a Yakoska cutter or whatever. And like a true professional turns hard camera side. Yep. Stares the camera straight the down. Camera right down. And just fucking, it just drops Sanjay with the meanest, nastiest backbreaker over his shoulder, over Over his his one shoulder. Oh, Oh. disgusting! And 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 then and then Sanjay when he drops, bro, he hits the back of his head on Roddy's knee. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how. I originally saw the spot and thought he did like a ridiculous like shoulder shoulder uh like like fucking Dominator pile driver. And then I had to go. Like, no, that would have been like, nicer. Oh my fucking god, he's yeah, fucking no. dead. Yeah, no, no. He... And... <laughs> and then I went back and watched again. I'm like, oh, he just fell like that. That's beautiful. No, he broke. He broke Sanjay's spine over his yeah. fucking oh. shoulder. 
Oh. And, and I mean, strong, bro. There's, I mean, he was selling it, but I'm sure that shit was for real. Like he was oh, holding his shoulder, holding like, his holy shoulder, fuck. Yeah. like as soon as he, as soon as Sanjay dropped, he fucking wrung out his arm. He was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, I'm sure yeah, he felt that I in his fingers. That hurt. Yeah. yeah, that shit's gotta hurt. He had, he had another backbreaker on uh, on Sanjay a bit later in the match. It was also pretty beautiful. Like just hit him straight, like rock bottom style, right into his. <laughs> yeah, I um, had the backbreaker. Yeah, doing his job. So as this match is going down and cool shit's happening in the ring, fucking weirdo Scott Demore comes through on the commentary. Starts complaining about P.D. Williams having to defend his victory in the Ultimate X match at Bound for Glory. Yeah. Uh, Demore goes into a full fucking hissy fit. Tanae was voicing the same things that I said last week. Yeah, what's with this bullshit? How does P.D. Williams win if he doesn't actually bring down the X? It dropped. Twice. Yeah, twice. Um, That's also what they were apologizing for earlier. Camera freaks. I don't think we did. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, were, they were saying they, we apologize for technical difficulties. And when they said that, I was thinking, damn, did like the show cut off and like some that's what I was thinking. Impact Plus, they it just was... spliced everything together. Nope. But no, the, the technical difficulties that they were referring to was the X falling down twice. And so they, they apologized for that. And now we get Tanae and Scott Demore bickering back on commentary, back and forth on commentary. Bro, Tanae, dude, Tanae is the number one instigator in all of pro wrestling. This guy can get anybody just super tilted just by speaking. It's incredible. He's so it's great. a skill. It's, it's genuinely, bro, something to be heralded. Mike Tanae is able to just pull the worst out of literally anybody. He knows exactly what to say and when to say it. But like the question. Yeah, yeah, bro. He, he knows the asked, buttons to push. Yeah, yeah. He knows exactly when to line it up. It's wonderful. It's crazy. I love it. Top so, three. oh my god. Ever. So, so he then to do it. Styles crushes Roderick Strong with his fucking monster lariat. Just dude, fucking shit. Oh How's this dude. kid? Okay, so uh, last night Andrew sends this fucking lariat to to our little our little group chat. Yeah, because oh my like, god, <laughs> mm. so he like, killed him. It was so yeah. Oh my fuck. god, I just I, I don't. There's I don't know nothing... how he bro. He folded Roderick Strong like a fucking piece of paper, bro. Was, he did not there care. Is nothing yeah, so he was going I for. Uh, I think lariat. Roddy was going for like so good. Probably either another backbreaker or maybe a, a a fucking razor's edge or something. I don't know. Something. He's going for a, he's maybe. going for a move. He's going for a move, and he got AJ up, or I guess it could have just been a power bomb, but not with the way he grabbed him. But he got him up in that position. AJ fell back. Roddy turned around. Oh brother! And AJ just fucking full body right dude through all him. body weight like, all. It was crushed him. This was some all Japan it was shit. Disgusting, but it was incredible. I loved it. it if, yeah, we could probably get that video up on the Twitter too. That yeah. shit was just yeah. So he crushes fucking Roddy, sticks out the hands, oh, got yeah, the fingers. He's going for the clash, oh, baby. Yeah, he, I mean, course. he knows he fucking drilled this guy, and then he hits it. He hits the clash, and, then, and that's the end. That's the end. Yeah, and Sanjay is holding back Shelly as he's trying to break up the cover, which I thought was pretty cool. The, that Styles Clash that he landed was named the Morphoplex Move of the it Night. Was named the Morphoplex the first one. Move of the Night. It's the beginning of a yeah. new era. It won't be long till Morphoplex is fucking written across the stage. Something like that. It will be soon. When I opened Impact Plus, they were playing an episode from like early 2006 on like the, uh, like the the, the like the little stream they got going on or whatever. And I was like, bro, we're like four months away from whatever this is. What the fuck? 
Yeah, when I opened Impact Plus, I heard Consequences Creed cutting a promo about America. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, AJ Styles and Sanjay Dutt pick up the victory in a very, very good X Division tag contest. Uh, Roderick Strong went in there and did everything to get himself over. Yeah, this was a very, very good match. I would even say... It might be worth going back to watch. Yeah. If, if you can find it anywhere but Impact Plus, because you do not want to use that service. No, you do not. No, you do find not. Find that match. Sanjay Dutt and AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong and Alex Shelley. Incredible match. Probably, honestly, bro, I'd be wanting to put this in the top three matches I've seen in TNA so far. I would agree. It was so It was good. great. I wasn't expecting a... A great contest. I wasn't expecting what seemed to just be like a random throwaway tag team match to just kill it. So... Yep. Yeah, well, Alan Jones was in there with the boys. You know how it goes. He had to, he had to throw that one full body weight lariat to let everybody know that he meant this shit. Aside from it just being a really good match, I'm glad that it was a good enough match to completely just blow my expectations out of the water for what it should have been. Thought it would be. What it should have been, yeah. but it wasn't. I'll, I'll also say, the uh, I was impressed at least with uh my recent wrestling watching, I feel like a lot of matches have gone long, not in a bad way, but I would say longer than I would like for them to go. Well, to in, my, well, my, does... well my, in my personal opinion, no professional wrestling match should ever exceed 15 minutes. Ever. This going 10 was awesome. Yeah, because it was a sprint. Yeah. So, like, like it was 10 minutes yeah. of... Like, bro, there was no rest spots in this match that I can remember. Yeah, there really wasn't all there was no, There was no slapping on the fucking headlock and slowing it down, kid. There was none of this fucking, I'm going to put you in a surfboard stretch, brother. We're going to fucking breathe for a minute. There wasn't even a double down in this match. I don't think there was even a hot tag. There was a hot tag to AJ. He got snuffed out really quickly. but Okay, a proper hot tag did not happen in this match, which is yeah, good. No, uh... Because not every tag team match needs to follow the same formula you know sometimes a team can just win the match i think that's why a lot of tag team wrestling uh is maybe not as over as people want it to be because it's not interesting to say this to see the same spots all the time i mean i'm i'm personally a big proponent outliers but yeah yeah i'm a personally a very big proponent of not winning every match with the same moves yeah i'm a big proponent of perhaps hitting like three big regular moves that you have in your arsenal like hit three big moves in a row and it's over it's like that time uh kevin owens beat neville on tv with a fucking uh with an argentine backbreaker into a neckbreaker or whatever oh, you just yeah. beat him with that shit and i was like that's awesome yeah like you don't have to hit your you know you don't gotta hit the stunner or the power bomb or i mean whatever you don't gotta do that you should save your finish for when you want to kill them worthy opponents i would yeah. say I mean, if I'm going against other world con- world championship contenders, that's when you break those moves these out. These guys are going to be a bit more serious than uh, Joe Schlub on the roster over here. Jerrell Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it was super sick to actually get like good tag team wrestling on an Impact television show. It's pretty good. <clears throat> Speaking of tag teams, groups, if you will, we have three live crew. They're backstage in Larry Zabisco's office. BG is petitioning for a match with Team Canada. Uh, Kip James comes through, says, Oh, brother, 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 brother. Listen, how about you have Mr. Bill Ass, <clears throat> Bill oh Assman, if you will. I will special referee y'all's match at Genesis. 
What do y'all think of that? Conan was not too keen on this idea. Yeah. He gets violent Everyone pretty quick. Everyone else was cool with it. BG was cool with it. Even Killings was cool with it. They didn't care. No, Killings but, but, has been cool with... <clears throat> because, bro, he's just forever. vibing. He's just, he's just hanging just out. He's just fucking Ron the Truth Killings. Yeah, bro. I mean, I mean, honestly, this guy should be... He... like, Bro. Ron Killings, Monty Brown, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all them dudes should be going for the world title right now. I don't know what this world championship scene is right now, but it's terrible. How about, Actively. How about one you of get the worst Raven? world title no. scenes I've ever and seen? And Rhino? No. No. And Jeff Jarrett? No. no. And Kevin Ash? Bro, you yes. can't even say, bro. You can't even say Kevin Nash because this guy's flaked two world title matches in a row. <laughs> he flaked, bro. He flaked lockdown. He flaked bound for glory. Next, he's gonna flake goddamn. Uh, I don't know, fucking slammiversary. Is this what he does? Flake creative. It's it's honestly it's even better. You know what? <clears throat> Speaking of which, uh, Nash flaking NWA World Heavyweight Championship matches. Uh, after all that goes down in the back, we get our promo package that is specifically oh. meant to convince us of the fact. I just wanted to, to note a few mental, uh, a few mental notes that I took during that. Uh, oh, the altercation? Yeah, the altercation. So mm. when BG, or sorry, when Kip, when Bill Ass is suggesting that he be the special guest referee, and Conan is like, no. Oh, hell no, nah, bro. Crazy as shit. He says, you know, when it came to Bound for Glory, I could have split your wig with that chair shot. But I didn't. But I didn't. And then Conan said, hey, if you want to talk like a bitch, I'll smack you like a bitch. And they dragged him out. God. Yeah, he got violent. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was getting violent with him. <clears throat> and the segment ended. Yeah, so Truth has to fucking hold Conan back. Yeah. But again, <clears throat> on, the, on the topic of Kevin Nash dodging world title matches, we have this promo package that is specifically meant to convince us of the fact that the und the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship is very prestigious. Yes. Look at all these people oh, yeah. who have held it. We got we got we got a George. We got George Hackenschmidt going all the way back. Years. going back a hundred years of George Hackenschmidt. We got Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. All these dudes, right? And, Raven. Uh, yeah, ooh, Raven, ooh, Rhino, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, whoa! Yeah. No. <clears throat> no mention of our boy Ron Killings, though. Nope. Yeah, no. Uh, Considering, well, I mean, Ricky Steamboat was the only person of color that was mentioned. Yep. Yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So, to pump the brakes on an otherwise very good episode of TNA Impact, we have our uh, our main event. Where we have, Jesus Christ. So we have America's Most Wanted with Gail Kim versus the Three Live Crew. Uh, the you first thing, the, Gail Kim the first thing, the, okay, the first thing I wrote for this match was I'm just gonna focus on whatever Gail Kim is doing. Now I'm yeah. gonna pay attention to the in ring. I'm just gonna watch Gail. <laughs> I I have one. I have two notes for this entire match, which I don't have a lot of notes for this show because it's all just. Stuff. A good show, and you don't really need to worry about all the great shit, honestly. And like Andrew covers most of the move stuff anyway. But Truth at the start of this match puts on fucking James Storm's cowboy hat, which is fucking hilarious because Truth is just the best. And he hit uh, a very run the truth killings move, which is just his front drop suplex, and he fucking spreads his legs like a like crazy person. 
and I just really like that move. That's literally the only notes I have for this match because I watched <laughs> Gil Kim be cool manager, and I want to see her wrestle. We're not gonna get there. Yeah, bro. This is this, is this is this is young, bro. This is this is young Gail and fucking Black and Daisy Dukes. Like this is. Yeah. This is about a year and a half before she's doing anything. I know, I know. Uh, one thing I found so weird. Uh, AMW come out first, despite being the tag team champions. Very odd. Yeah. So so AMW clear the ring for three live crew so they can do their entrance, and they for some reason just let BG speak. All of his shit. Yep. Go through the whole, you know, hmm, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, church of all ages, uh, champions of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. And One, he two, starts three, that off by saying, this is our house. It's like, dog, those are the fucking tag champs. Why are the tag champs letting him talk? Yeah. Uh, very so, respectful. Very respectful. Heel. Heel Planet Jarrett members. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. James Storm of this match with a beard looks a lot more like the James Storm I've known my whole life up to this yeah, point. Because Weirdly enough, James Storm, this entire year up to this point, yeah, has not looked like the James Storm I know. Yeah, he's transforming. Finally. Chris Harris looks so Chris much Harris is like looking, Chris Harris. Chris Harris is looking a lot worse to me than he did Agreed. months ago. Yeah, he's looking like Triple H off the gas, bro. He's got the shitty handlebar, looking, and, a, and, he's got, and he's got fat abs. Yeah, this guy, he... You know what? You know what it is. We can see him transforming into Braden Walker. I was gonna say that. We can see we the can transformation. See we can literally see it happen. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to my boy Bill E. You know who you are, homie. We can see it happening. Love Bill E. So, long story short, uh, Gail Kim tries to interrupt BG when he tries to just finish on James Storm. Conan chases her up the ramp. Team Canada get involved. Kim James tries to help a three life. Tries to help three life crew. But James Storm hits BG with a super kick to win the match. Mm -hmm. And that was that. Not, not very great. And then we have the main event nope. segment where we have Team 3D making their return. Oh, sorry. The Impact Zone. There's actually one last thing I wanted to note from that last match. I'm sorry. I've been thinking about it <laughs> ever since I heard it. It's, it's, it's the classic pro wrestling thing. So for anyone that's not aware, uh, there's, there's always a wrestling... Uh, if I should call it a trope, a, a cliche, what have you. So within this match, you could constantly hear commentary saying, you know, Ron Killings, man, that Ron Killings, he sure is athletic, isn't he? He's, he's the, the most athletic of the group by far. And uh, usually when you hear that, it's referring to black wrestlers. Yeah, because all black wrestlers are incredible athletes. Yeah, and usually what they're saying is, oh, man, you see that black wrestler? They're so black. You know, that damn Darky over there? You know, can you just appreciate their blackness? You know, they can run faster, jump higher, go farther. Aren't they great? But can oh they lift heavier? God. Sometimes. Ronnie <laughs> Coleman. Uh, Mark Henry? Yeah, bro. You know what, bro? You know what, bro? You got it. You're right. I know. We need to change the way that we look at our, our big homies in the biz. How about, how, about we, how about we appreciate just their, their regular performance acumen? It's literally all you hear. Like, if you, if, you, if you were to go right now and watch any Street Profits match from the last year, you'll guaranteed hear, you know, that Mon Angelo Dawkins, he's so athletic for his size. Like Montez Ford has huh? the, has uh, 
I mean, really, Montez Ford, like a frog. Yeah, bro. Montez Ford really has hops. <laughs> or something. Holy you hear yeah, it yeah, all the, the time. Yeah, this shit you hear. It's the same. It's almost, I mean, it's pretty much as bad to me in my eyes as calling someone fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't noticed it before, you're definitely going to notice it now. Yeah. Damn, those dark wrestlers, they're so athletic. Man, these cruiserweights are so fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm I'm laughing by the way because it's true more than anything. No, yeah, I mean just... it is true. Yeah. Yet another dark side How of wrestling. How many times did they say that about Shelton Benjamin? Oh, he's so athletic. He's got a bright future ahead of him. How about now? Yeah. No. Isn't I mean, it always they, they have they a bright said future? The same no, he shit sucks about right Big now. E Sorry. Too. Yeah. And he was Biggie Langston, and he was the IC champion. Oh, this this guy. Is going to be absolutely incredible. Look at the muscles on that guy. He could jump. He's fast. All that shit. Gross. <clears throat> Anyways. So yeah, main event segment. Team 3D rolling up to the building in their in their Chevy Suburban. Yeah. Fuck showing up in a limo. The Dudley Boys. Show yeah, they said up we're coming through the SUV, bitch. White Chevy. Because fuck your life. Yeah, Bing big bomb. white Chevy They're Suburban. Just common guy. Yeah, just, we're just cool dudes. So they they, they 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 roll up to the building at the main event segment. Yeah. They're <laughs> just now getting to work. A little late for call time, brother. Yeah. Uh, so they roll up. They go to commercials. They enter the building. They come back. Team 3D make their way to the ring. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. Yeah, cool. They make their way to the ring. Bubba gets the mic. Says that AMW are his new favorite tag team. Man, I really love those America's Most Wanted guys. Yeah. He says uh, they're, my, they're my favorite because they made a deadly mistake. They left us for dead. They didn't kill us. Bubba starts talking about the funeral on TV too. He says, "I we know every single man who was in that building that night. Somehow, somehow. I guess they I guess they watched the product. <laughs> well, I mean, they made it sound like they know. We like, got a list of the every fucking, name of the Paul Bear. We got a list of the cameramen, we know the sound everyone. engineers, every, every that single were there. person that was in that room. Yeah, you know who else was in that room." The Dudleys themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I will call back to <laughs> that one yeah, shot where they're creeping in the background. Uh, yeah. Clearly, it was them. It was definitely yeah. Bubba. Oh, well, yeah. Bro, that was clearly that's Bubba. That's why they know. Actually, yeah, yeah, they were there. That's why they know. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, they got the list. Yeah. And they're checking it twice. Damn right. And at Genesis, AMW and Jeff Jarrett will take on Team 3D and Rhino. Devon gets the mic. He's looking fucking yoked, baby. He's looking jacked. Dude, he was looking stacked. Dude. Cracked. When he grabbed bricked. the mice, I was he got like, big. holy shit. His arms are massive. You know what it is, bro? Devon got the mic. He went super sane and his muscular just fucking exploded. Like he was wearing the, the fucking tank top. Yep, and he looked huge. Yep. He looked so big. Bro, he looked like he could have beaten Bubba's ass. Dude, no gut. None. All he was rock hard. Arms, bro. This guy was, was rock was hard. Insane. I've never seen Devon look that good in my life. He's he looked never incredible. looked that good. And I've seen quite a bit of Dudley shit. He's never looked that good. Yep. So Devin speaks his piece. Yep. Uh, Team Canada hit the stage. Rude interrupts Demore's attempt to plug next week's two-hour-long presentation on prime time of TNA Impact. PD and Eric Young attack from behind, while Bobby Rude and Alistair Rouse and Scott Demore attack from the front. So they're getting beat down. Three live crew hit the you ring know, to make the save. When Alistair Rouse was getting his ass whooped for a moment, I was like, damn, why is Lex Luger in TNA right now? What the fuck? <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Oh, my God. 
That is not Lex Luger, no, bro. No, definitely not. But from afar, <laughs> fucking funny. And in the shitty quality that I was watching, true. Like but at least he didn't have the brown stained tights. True. I'll never forget nice. that. That my man, my man A one. Hold on, my guy A one really came out on fucking pay per view one month with shit stained tights. That's your guy. I no, that. that's not my guy. My guy's Buck Quarterman. He wears black tights. They'll never be shit stained. True. Exactly. True. Don't wear white kids or brown. Yep. So then three live crew hit the ring, make the save on Team 3D. Uh, there's a 3D to Alistair Rouse. Scott Demore is trapped in the ring. He attempts to flee. He gets caught slipping by Team 3D. America's Most Wanted and Jeff Jarrett saves Scott Demore from a 3D of his own. And then Rhino hits the ring, goes off on Jeff Jarrett, and the episode fades to black. Yeah. Big kerfluffle. This is, this is a weekly occurrence on TNA. Yeah. The main event segment is almost uh, always just a big fucked brawl. And, you know, it's really sad that they, 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 they took this great episode of TNA. They had, they had like, the first, I don't know, some odd 30 minutes or so mm-hmm. of this 45-minute broadcast. And, uh, man, they really just fucking pumped the brakes on that shit. They said, whoa, fucking, we got to go back. If they had done this. Get our shit in, baby. Yeah. If yeah. they had done this segment first, either first or in the middle or yeah, like before the last match, it'd have been fine. Yeah, but because this is where they go off the air, yeah, yeah. the main. It's kind of rough. It's just annoying. I really wish TNA would stop doing this, and I know they have no intention of stopping ever. Yeah, and it kills me every time. You gotta leave them on a cliffhanger. Yeah, clearly. So, with that being said, that was the October 29, two thousand five episode of TNA Impact. Mm-hmm. Fairly decent show. I'd probably give it like a like a. Seven. I'll give it it's seven. I'll give it a seven. Is, with my chest. the best actual impact show. So far, like besides... TV show. Besides the first I, episode on Spike, this is the best one so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I would say those two are the best I've seen while doing this podcast. And this is, and this is the fourth episode on Spike, right? So, I mean, hey, they're batting like a 500 right now. Yeah. I'd probably give it like a six and a half. That's fair, but you're a stickler. That's true. But I mean, I just wasn't all that interested in the uh, the free live crew. And, well, bro, I didn't give a shit about that. And oh. the um, a, a Lance Hoyt getting squashed again. Well, that just gave me that stuck me a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and there was also, I mean, the, the usual like bad officiating TNA stuff. You know, also occurred. But... Yeah, I mean, honestly, this okay. So overall, this show was decent, but it was extremely carried by the so, tag match. I mean, yeah, if I'm grading on the TNA curve, I'd say it's a six point five. Yeah, because you know, you know, yeah. we got we got to start the bar kind of low. That's what because, I'm thinking. Because yeah. I mean, I know that there are going to be shows that are probably going to be better than this, so I don't want to. For sure. Hopefully, they'll be in our near future because I damn sure hope so. It'll it'll save I mean, the life of this podcast if this TV show can get week. better. No. But hopefully next month. Hopefully. Bro, I'm hoping December just cracked. Can't wait to do that thing that I've been planning for like a year and a half. Yeah, you get to to finally do it. You get to finally do it. (laughs) Yep. It's coming. It's coming. We're coming. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tuesday. It is Wednesday, but it is going to be come Tuesday. It's come Wednesday. In six days, baby. We're coming. Anyways, before we get off the topic of TNA, it's time to have ourselves another rousing round. 
of the who is the biggest TNA geek ass loving ass nerd game competition thing. Of course, you know, fun little game of 20 questions regarding TNA superstars, male, female, tag teams, factions, what have you. So be it from 2005 to the early part of 2013 or about the time the ball, the Hammerstein ballroom shows happen. All right. So our TNA knowledge ends when Dixie Carter dies. How about that? Yep. Yep. Cool. Correct. So I'll quickly run down the scores before we get into the competition where we have Marquise with a dominant 81 points. He took the lead. It's pretty dominant. <gasps> I mean, I gave a point to Max, so it's dominant, I guess. Myself, Andrew, at 63 points. And Max at a very nice, incredibly nice, 69 points. So nice. I had to give him a oh, point yeah, baby. just to get him there. I had to. Understandable. Yeah, because homie just could not grasp the warrior. Because I'm a warrior. Warrior. Don't hey, that's warrior. my finish. My boy Sinchi was doing great things when I watched him in DNA. Yeah, that one time. Yep. All right, so the uh, order this week will be Max will ask Marquise, Marquise will ask me, and I will be asking Max as we all attempt to gain some points, further our position in the competition. Max and Marquise, y'all two big homies can begin whenever y'all are ready. All right, Marquise. So Max will be asking. I'm asking you. Is this a singular person? Yes. Is it a male? Yes. Oh boy, lovely. Uh, are they white? Yes. Oh yeah. White guy. White guy. Have they ever been a champion in total nonstop action impact? Wrestling? No. Oh yeah, baby. Okay. Hmm. Are they in the current iteration of TNA right now? No. Oh lord. Uh. They ever work for the Fed? No. Oh lord. I mean, honestly, the pool just got significantly smaller. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So what? White dude, non-champion. Never for the Fed. Non-champion ever for the Fed. Oh my god, TNA jobber. <laughs> TNA jobber who's white and not in this era of TNA. Okay. Uh Hmm, okay. Are they still active today? Let me go ahead and get the scientists on that real quick. I just remembered who it is. <laughs> oh, that's so lame. Oh no, I don't like that. You know what, Max? If you ask the right questions, you may just find your way to it. I think you can okay. figure it out. I think you can figure it out, but he's just gotta, you know, he's gotta get the right criterion to uh, uh make a match mostly, in his brain. I, All right, I'm so... trying I have to like really lock into the, the point in my mind where I the these this person ever wrestled for the Fed and I don't remember a lot of jobbers from my time watching TNA. Okay, I don't, so so they're not yeah. formally retired but they haven't wrestled in about five years so oh wow they're taking okay. a break yeah don't you know no one ever retires in this business brother uh fuck 
Damn it, man. No, they were in the Fed. I don't know why I had Tomco come to my mind. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Tomco's big. <laughs> Tomco is a big boy. He is a big guy. Uh, is this an X Division guy? Or, or I guess, hold on. Let me let me rephrase that question. I, is this a jobber? Oh, uh, that's something. Hmm. <laughs> so do you want me to answer exhibition or jobber? Jobber. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's not Gunner. He worked in the Fed. I think he also won something in TNA. Um. Fuck. Were they ever in a faction? No. Okay. What am I at? Like, question nine? Yeah, that was your ninth one. Okay. I honestly, I'm drawing a fucking blank. Well, you still got 11 more shots at this, so, you know. No, I, I know. I know. Uh. Hmm. Ever champion, never worked in the Fed, is white, is a jobber. Can't be. Is this Shark Boy? No. Oh no, he's, he's the, around right now. He's already, he's already in the list, yeah, brother. I idiot, idiot. I'll give you that one back. Baka. Oh, is he? I thought I checked the list and he wasn't there. No, Shark Boy was fucking yeah, I think I two weeks, weeks ago. ago. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, because I was very surprised that he never oh, yeah. held a belt, which is yeah, crazy. he never got never got the X Division title, which is no, wild. but he defeated Miramax. He did by yeah. way of Disney. Shouts out. Have they wrestled in notable indies like PWG, Ring of Honor? I wouldn't say NJPW is an indie, but those two. Um, I wouldn't say so. I can get the scientists Jeez. back on it, but... Just I definitely don't know this person for any of that. Just a I'm TNA pretty sure they're, they're mostly known for just TNA. Were they in the... 2008 to 2011 time period? Yes. Okay. He's got nine more. That's really He's... why I don't know who they are. <laughs> I was basically only watching TNA Women's Wrestling around then. And the main of that mafia shit. 
Black Snow. Black Snow. Black Snow. Apparently this person defeated Chase and Rance on the Indies. <laughs> of course. Fucking who? <laughs> damn, I lost to Vader. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Vader time. Speaking of just the 12th question that we're on right now. Eight more points. Person, despite not having wrestled for a, a lot of like notable indies. It lost He's to what? They, despite not like having wrestled for a lot of indies, they like lost to Vader. They lost to Big Vito. Cool. They lost to oh, wow. uh, Ryan Nemeth. Oh lord. And fucking Derek Bateman. The Derek Bateman. The Derek Bateman. Cool. Yeah. Is it? I don't. Mm. Oh, I think he won a title. I'm gonna guess. Is it? Is it fucking Rob Terry? No. Okay. Uh, fuck. White guy, never worked in the Fed, never been champion, never really worked anywhere else, notably. Probably worked in Japan if you're talking about those, though. Might have been around for a while. Hmm. Oh, there's a guy. There's a guy in my head. I see his damn face. Still a few more questions you could ask, I think, to narrow it down. Yeah. It's definitely one glaring one. Is there? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah and you were close to that question in a previous question. Mm -hmm. Is it the X Division question? Well, I can't tell you anything other than <laughs> one of your questions was moving in a correct direction. Yeah. Is he an X Division guy? I'm now, <laughs> I'm now asking that. Well, the X Division is a division about no limits, brother. Yeah, so it's hard okay. to say. It's hard to say. Are they a so small bad. guy, then, is what I'm changing my question to. Define Are small. Yeah. Under 205 or around 205? No. Okay. Are they a bruv? <laughs> uh, no, not a bruv. Not a bruv? Okay. That was, I believe, your 14th question. Yeah. Six more. Is it? No, I don't. I think they've. I think he was champion. He was in the Fed, I think. 
I'm just trying to circle through them in my head. I mean, just think about white men that didn't win a whole lot between 2008 and 2011. Somewhere in there. Yeah, think about dudes who weren't notable. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I mean, he's not under. He's not under. He's not under two hundred. So it's not amazing. Red. The fucking, the fucking Jimmy Rave. No, it's not Jimmy. No, Rave. that's a wild guess. It is a wild guess. I don't know if he was even on TNA like at that time, but I think he was. Hmm. Fuck. Not a bruv. It's not like fuck. It's not fucking. Uh. Oh, what's his goddamn name in TNA? It's not fucking Doug Williams. <laughs> Doug Williams shuts up. Almost chose him actually. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Nice. Fuck. Clearly, you didn't. Clearly. I, almost I don't know. Fuck. Went hot with the sixteenth question. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it fucking? Is it fucking Cody Deaner? Who? No, it's not Cody Deaner. Who? It was a former. He was. He was a guy who was a tag champ, I think. But I had to get him out of my head. You know what? Then that's a great. That's a great shot because I have no fucking clue who that is. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know who this fucking person is. Fuck. Assholes. I mean, there's still just one more question that you can do to narrow down how cool. to get yeah. to this person. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually crazy I haven't asked it. What? I mean, personally, I'd be completely lost on this one because, I mean, Marquise told me who it was, yeah, and I was like, who? I, I don't fucking know who this person is, honestly. I actually remember him... Way too well, apparently. Very clearly. Way too well. Yeah. I didn't remember that thing I just showed you about five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I didn't remember that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna give up. I don't know. Uh you you're gonna forfeit. He's got four points left. Are you sure? Are Are you sure about that? I'll throw names out. All right. All right. Throw Throw four names at us. Yeah. Uh, Gunner, because I have to no. ask. No. Uh, close. Fucking... What? Close. Sorta. Similar gimmicks. That, uh, no. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> this guy worked in the Fed, right? That I'm thinking of. Yeah, he did. Fuck. He's got three more. It's not Matt Morgan. Get him out of my Done head. that. Yeah, he's also been, been done. done. True. Been done. The fucking. Fucking. There's this guy who looks like Puck from Glee. Who? <laughs> yeah, I, you just spoke oh. fucking 
not English to me, brother. <laughs> Man okay. speaking nerd to nerd. Bad person anyway. But there's a guy who looked like Puck from Glee, the Mohawk. I don't know if that's him or not, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, man said from Glee, now I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, I you love Glee. Uh, head, fucking <laughs> is, is it? Is it fucking? I think. I think I. Is his name start with like Jesse? Is it Jesse or something? I'll give is, you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. is it Jesse Neal? Yes, it is. Oh my god. Okay, 19. Yeah. He gets one point. Fuck yeah, baby. Damn. Oh, yeah. Max hit the big 70. Yeah, Marquise, I want you to wow. do me a favor. I want you to Google Puck from Glee right now and tell me. Like, I'm, I was thinking, I'm just. Fuck. Well, you got it, bro. I don't know how your Glee knowledge brought you to Jesse Neal yeah. from Ink Inked or whatever the fuck, bro. I mean, oh, I guess I could not great. See it. Yeah, I do kind of see it. Not great person, though. That guy was a pedo. He kind of looks like Duncan from Total Drama. True. The main question <laughs> the main question that you just needed to ask is were they in a tag team? Yeah, that's all I was saying. Like, please just ask if they were in a tag team, please. Were they in a tag team? Who were they in a tag team with? Shannon Moore, Ink Ink. Oh, true. True. Yeah, see, if it were Shannon Moore, I might have maybe possibly had a chance of getting it. Um, so let me go ahead and pull oh something back God. up real quick. Bro. Before we move on. So as the uh as as the scientists were, were doing the research, and I was going through the many, many notes of paper, because you know, for some reason they still print. Yeah. So as I was yeah, going I through know, the those guys are crazy. Yeah. I was going through the, the many notes. Let me go ahead and find what I saw because I could not believe it. Is this the part where we put in rustling paper sound effects? Could be. Oh, also the reason that I said that you were close when you said gunner is because they both had similar military gimmick. Mm. Lots of okay. tattoos too. That that as well. Um, still looking for. There was a lot of notes from the. Yeah, there's a lot. From the, oh, I I found. Oh it. my god. Okay, so. In the wake of yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cena's uh, yeah, yeah. John Cena be damned actually, because for those that did not know, Jesse Neal, uh, is for shoot, in real life. Mm-hmm. He was an actual. Mm -hmm. The man is a current veteran. He was a uh, a U.S. Navy SEAL, and oh, wow. um, he, uh, unrelated. Well, at one point, he used his uh, friend's death as a storyline on the ship or whatever. But uh, anyway, Jesus. so in the in the wake of. John Cena's rousing announcement at the end of Extreme Rules 2011 that Osama bin Laden had been captured and compromised to a, or, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Captured and compromised? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Captured and compromised to a permanent end uh, on the May 22nd, or sorry, before the May 22nd, 2011 taping of Impact uh, after the death of bin Laden, Jesse Neal, Wore his navy uniform, held an American flag, 
and he led the crowd in a rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Can I get a fucking salute, motherfuckers? And uh, that event also turned him babyface. So the death, so 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 the, the death, death of Oklahoma turned Oklahoma. him into a babyface. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes. That's wow. epic. Well, TNA. That's Jesse Neal. Mm-hmm. Well, goddamn, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to go ahead and, and let say the that. people know about that one. Holy, yeah. When I read that, yeah, caught me. Huge. Very funny. Wild. Incredible. That being said, it is now Marquise's turn to start asking me questions, okay. as he bids to. I mean, if he can get it on question one or two, he just wins. But if you, hey, but if you do it, you win. It's just, it's over. I don't even, get, I don't even have to go. Are they male? Yes. Go for it right now. <laughs> go for it right now. No, right now, go for it. Just guess. Oh, just guess man. who it is right now. Just guess. <laughs> I want to guess right now. I swear to fucking yeah, give me a name. You put me on the spot, brother. Give me a name or names. Um. Uh. I don't have enough information. Okay, just us. Just, just, just make a shot in the dark. Who would I choose right now? It doesn't matter that much. It's only question two. I know. But if you get it, you win. You know, what? I'm going to try, but it's going to. I'm going to have to go deep. Uh, you're just trying to read my mind, bro. Just, I see you accessing the fucking hive mind right now, dude. Is it Black Rain? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. No, but I wish that's who I chose. So, aside from that... (laughs) Incredible. Are they white? Yes. Okay. So you have that part right. Have they ever been a champion? Yeah. Uh, A world champion? Yes. Have they worked for the Fed? Yes. Are they in the current time period? Yes. Number eight. Let's see. In the current time period. White world champion person. World champion. Has worked for the Fed. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that just given the criteria, they're either, they've either been a world champion in the Fed or in TNA. Um... But they're here now. They're hip, they're well. That's a Spider-Man <laughs> 2 reference for you. Congratulations. Um, let's see. Here now. It's been a world champion. So. Let me peruse the list for a moment. Gotta eliminate some names from your brain space. Yeah. Okay, so it can't be that guy. It can't be that guy. Is it Rhino? No. Is it Jeff Jarrett? Yes. Yeah. 
That's what I thought. <laughs> 11 points. He I did it in nine. You should have said him first, but whatever. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. My world. His world. Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. So that puts... So that's nine points or 11 points. So that brings up Marquise to 92. He's he's coming to win. Uh, with that being said, I guess next up will be myself asking Max yeah. some questions. It's, it's going to really suck if I just fucking blow it somehow. I mean, I can just come through with the swiftness, just get it on like the second one and just be like, bam, right there. I mean, you could. It's not going to happen, but it's possible. It is possible. So, Max, are you prepared for me to begin? I am. All right. Well, is it a singular person? It is not. Oh, I got ourselves a team or a faction. All right. Is it a faction? It is not a faction. All right. It's a team. Are they male? They are male. Okay. Are they former tag team champions in TNA? Let me get the scientists on that. I want to say yes, but... Let me get the scientists on it, just to, just to make oh, sure. I, oh, I can hear them in the background. They're going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, yeah I hear them hitting the typewriter. Yep. Yeah, let me... I got my own typewriter it. up on the wall over there. <laughs> oh, shit, really? That's crazy. Yeah, you know how we do it. Uh, what the fuck? Why is, uh... Hey, scientists, what the fuck? Why are you using the wrong website, you fucking idiots? Yeah, they're not looking at, clearly they're not looking at cage match. Uh, that's what they're trying to get to, but, uh, you know. Struggling. Seem... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. Right there. There you go. There you go. Good job. Yeah, you got to work on the fiber optics in your in your God lab, brother. Damn. Fucking idiots, these guys. I swear to God. That's why I don't pay uh, them. Yeah. At least we allow them to live. <laughs> yeah. I let them live. Yeah. In my no, lab? No. No? Never tag never, team champions. Never, right. never tag team champions. So I'm gonna assume honestly so I'm, hilarious. So I'm gonna actively assume they're not from right now because like every team in TNA right now has had the title. Uh, um you do with what you do. Okay. Were they like a formal tag team? Like they gimmick were name, a all that shit? Formal entrance, song, all that tag shit. Alright. All that shit. And never won the titles. Alright, so let me further let me further clarify that question, right? So Okay. Is as a formal tag team that also includes like a team name, not like just their names. Is that yes, something correct. they have? Okay, so it's a formal team name. Team name, entrance, okay, okay, year, okay, okay. all that shit. All that shit. Cool. Right. White dudes, white tag team never won a damn thing in their lives. Did they ever work for the Fed? No. No. Sound like TNA fucking homies. Um, were they known for any notable work outside of TNA? Yes. Oh, if they won the titles, oh, that'd be so funny if it's them. I'm just going to fucking meme it. Is it Generation Me? It is Generation yes! Me. Yes! Let's <laughs> go! I was waiting to get you again to do it. No, sir. Let's get them. Oh, my gosh. What was that? Seven questions? I just picked up 13 points. Yeah, you did. Take Good me job. from 63. Look at you. What, Dead 76. Second. Look at me, look at me, bro. I fumbled, bro. I, I've taken three zeros hey, in this competition. I've fucking fumbled the bag, all right? Yeah, I you, yeah, bro. You blew the lead. lead. You blew the lead. 
and I am cr- like I got LAX, I got Rosita, I got fucking Garrett Bischoff. I was we going got, crazy for a little bit. We got three different storylines playing out in this, yeah, competition. in this competition. Yeah, we got we got stories. Hey, yeah. we tell stories around here on the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, I guess I'll run down the scores one more time before we move on from the Who is the Biggest TNA Geekass Love and Ass Nerd Competition game, whatever, call whatever you want. Of course, we have Marquise with a powerful 92 points. He's feeling crazy. Myself, Andrew, with a big, I'm the comeback kid, baby, 76 points. And we got Max, the Atlanta Falcons, with 70 points. Boo. My man had the lead, bro. He had us. He had our asses like, white. He I did. feel like the Yankees. Are I honestly, I don't. I already given up on. I already given up because of the I know too. you did. I I'd know given you up, did. and here I am. Here you are, Generation if, Me. If you, if you can get it right in the first five questions, next time I'll tie. Or no, hold on. I did my math completely wrong there. No, you. you first if six. You, you yeah. You would tie. Yeah, I gotta get in the first six next week just to tie this motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very crazy. possible. It's very possible this competition ends next week. Yeah. Yep. It could be over next week. And if you Marquise. want us, and if you want to see Marquise possibly win this competition, I, I implore you to check out the 49th episode of the Taking Liberties Processing Podcast when it comes out next week. That being um, said, you move on from our game, and. uh we're going to talk about something very cool for our main event of the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling podcast, where this week we watched at Marquise's uh, choice this week. We watched WWE SmackDown. We're back again. Yes. From 4-20-2007, April In 20th. Milan, Italy. This is during the uh, the the post WrestleMania European tour that the Fed typically goes on, yeah. at least before the world shut down. On our way to Backlash. On our way to Backlash. Shout out to Backlash 2007. You motherfuckers already know. That's my shit right there. <clears throat> yep. This is the 400th episode of SmackDown. Yeah. The and open it took bro. Place oh, on 420. Italy. On 420. Yeah. Incredible, Incredible. stuff. The the fucking oh, right. The show intro was nostalgic, bro. Dude, well, like look, when, when when they had dude. when they had the fucking cuts to the illustrations and the dude, opening, dude, I was like, holy dude. shit! Honestly, dude, dude, I got dude. nostalgic for the whole thing for the for the opening stinger. The you know we we promise you it's gonna be a classic tonight. To the Andre, yeah. the, the giant, WrestleMania, WrestleMania is right wild. If you yeah. So, so crazy. So uh, I got so good. Yeah, goosebumps. And then you go into the classic. Just crazy so nostalgia many, feels for this entire insanely uh, nostalgic. It was incredible. It felt good. It felt really so good. Absolutely so incredible. And, and then fell. fucking, what is it open with? I went crazy when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. 
should yeah. so fucking We get immediately insane. into Shut up, Billy. fucking Batista. Oh my god. Look 2007 here. Batista, that fucking is the GOAT. Absolutely. He was crazy in 07. Yeah, I Jacked. said... I said, no way he didn't actually do a line before coming out because <laughs> there's that that's not pure adrenaline. If you saw the way this guy was moving and twitching and he was feeling it, jerking. And they, yeah. I mean, they're in Italy. He's on his Monty Brown shit, he's, hitting the line. He was feeling it. He was definitely feeling it. Absolutely. So we have Batista oh, versus Finley in the opener. Some fan That's in the friendly, bro. Some so, so, so they're in Italy, right? And some fan in the upper balcony has a has a big banner tied up to the post yeah. or whatever. It says big letters in green. Let's go, Finley. Awesome. In Italy, unironically, cool. because of like these moments, I'm actually a huge, massive Fit Finley fan. I enjoy Fit Finley's work very much. Oh, I love Finley. Yeah, and I mean. You know, he's almost entirely responsible for the women getting better at wrestling over the course of the brand split. That is true. Almost entirely him. Shouts out. Big shout out to that guy. Him and Sarah Del Rey eventually. So you get deep into the match, come back from commercials. Mr. Money in the Bank, Mr. Kennedy attacks Batista from behind on the outside as he's battling with Finley. Uh, Finley and Kennedy beat him down. Batista is down. Batista is down. Batista is down. Batista is down. He just got knocked. Slap the hell out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the referees crowd the ring to break the fight. But for some reason, they just let Finley hit the, uh, his version of the Celtic cross, the air raid crash on Batista. Dead center of the ring. They didn't even try to stop him. Dude, he hit the Celtic cross and... He picked Batista up with absolute ease. ease. Did not care. I saw and it. Batista. I mean, they're billing this guy at like three oh five at this point, and he looks massive. And I, I believe it. Saw Finley just just lift him, just lift him up. He just fucking oh. just right, just hoisted him he up on his shoulders, up. and I was like, wow, he did not. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Finley's doing it like that. Yeah, wow. but you know, the referees all just stand around and let Finley do this for some reason. Why not? <clears throat> so let me move on to Jillian Hall, who apparently made her return to SmackDown last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, brother. She I attacked. I, I oh don't God. care. I love this fucking gimmick. I, I care. She gets heat with me, bro. Here's the thing, bro. She gets real racist during her promo on this show. But before oh, we get there. No, that's true. She gets super this... racist, especially against me. Well, <laughs> kind of. Anyway. Jillian attacked uh, Ashley Massaro backstage, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets caught by oh, Michelle Ashley. McCool. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Oh, my God. You're so crazy. I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. So, so Jillian comes out to the ring. She's prepared an Italian opera number. She gets racist. She likes Italian food. I'm offended. Uh, she said something about, like, pizza and i love fettuccine, fettuccine alfredo, alfredo. yeah some, some shit like that yeah she's getting oh, yeah baby. i was i was Which, i mean yeah good foods but maybe don't do that nearly he she, well, she was talking about bro the first thing she said was i love pizza that is the first let thing me she said. let me tell you something jillian do you know where pizza came from jillian let me tell you something jillian pizza came from greece okay was just want to make that known. White pizza is actually the original pizza. Not right. gonna lie. As you know, as a very proud Italian, ethnically American, nationalistically man, you know, I just want to uh, let it be known 
again, coming from an Italian, that I will admit, we, they, in Italy, did not invent pizza. And that conception is fucked up. So shut up, bitch. <laughs> Nobody asked. Plus L, plus ratio. Yep. Plus so then Michelle McCool makes her way down to the ring, wearing a sundress yeah. and high oh boots. My I could God. not believe this look. So on her way down to the ring. What does JBL say? He says, <laughs> oh, would you look at that? There's the future Mrs. Layfield right there. Michelle Layfield. No, he said... He said, here comes the next, the next Mrs. Yeah, next. Layfield. Michelle Layfield. <laughs> and I was like, huh? I, weird. Oops. You know what's funny about that, though? Yeah, Mark's somewhere pissed. <laughs> yeah, but Mark's even older. Yes. Yes, he is. Very <laughs> funny. So I, she. I, okay. I got to say, though, hearing JBL on commentary. Oh, I, I love JBL on commentary. That I, motherfucker I, is the I worst. Because... <laughs> yeah, I love it. Maggle, it's great. <laughs> I love Maggle. Maggle, Maggle, Maggle. I, and this so is I, like I still enjoyed it. Wrestler commentator, JBL. Yeah, and, so. and this is yeah. 2007. He's still wrestling, and also, you know, he's. This is well, he was he, he was he was he was on a light layoff. Yeah. Yeah, and and obviously this is 2007. Women are not doing actual wrestling. So no, seeing no, no. Michelle McCool this come out was in a sundress. Diva. Well, no, this segment was high quality was diva because we wild. saw a fucking hard cam angle of Michelle McCool's ass <laughs> and in panties True. from her sundress. Freaking, yeah, so yeah. they had her fucking her him or fucking hammer, hanging out. Like yeah. Crazy. Yeah, her bazoongas were all out. It was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she so Michelle comes to the ring. She calls Jillian horrible in Italian, which gets a pop from the crowd. Mm-hmm. She yeah, kicks her ass I, I in a sundress and heel boots, and Dude. the world and the world gets a great look at her acid panties. She kicked her like with the heel yep. of her boot, yep. and I bitch. was thinking, "You fucking asshole, bitch!" I know that hurts so much, bitch. True, bitch. Yeah, it was rough, but yeah, Michelle McCool beats up Jillian, and the world rejoices because they don't have to hear her sing anymore. And then to this next contest where we have the Hardy Boys. Jeff and Matt, and do the Hardys, the Hardys, yeah, the, Hardys. the Hardys, actually, the Hardys, mm-hmm. Jeff and Matt, the Hardys, mm-hmm. and Chris Benoit mm-hmm. versus Chavo Guerrero, yes. Greg Helms, mm-hmm. and MVP. Yes, the only person missing from this match is Shannon Moore. Greg Helms in the do rag, by the way. Yeah, Greg Helms Absolutely in do rag and purple and black. You know, I had a, I had a, a WWE elite figure of Gregory Helms as a kid. <clears throat> He was one of the few figures I had with like uh, all the points of articulation and all that, you know. Nice. I had a, I had him, uh, Booker T. Um, also, they had a Rob Van Dam that was pretty solid. So like, and those were like the, oh, and I had a Chris Jericho in the uh, in the in the Save Us Y Two J tights. Nice, like the actual black pants. Nice. Very cool. Because those are the only dudes I could actually put like legit submission holds <laughs> on the fucking figures with. And I was like, yeah, I put the fucking figure four on this bitch. Yeah, it's awesome. So we get to the match. Uh, <laughs> Chris and Chavo start. They lock up, and I can I can faintly hear Chris telling Chavo that the dogs are in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you noticed because I, I I heard fuck. I heard that and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? fuck? The dogs are in the back. You also, know, I love you. <laughs> I must have missed that. 
but I'm glad yeah, you caught Chavo it. Chavo had no idea what he was talking yeah, about. I'm glad you caught but it. But yeah, 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 yeah. Chris yeah. let Chavo know when they locked up. My dogs are in the back. My dogs are in the back. What do you mean, bro? God, Drop down. Lord. Yeah, he's going to find out about two months. Oh, my God. Leapfrog. Arm drag. Love you, bro. Bowflex machine. <laughs> uh, J- oh, man. Okay, wait. Are you going to talk about JBL talking about protecting America? No, I'll get there. We, we I will okay, get there. Okay. So, okay. So I was gonna say. <laughs> nah, I, I was gonna mention that I thought it was it was neat of JBL to make mention of the fact that the Hardys and and uh, Shane Helms roots, you know, Cameron North, oh, North Kakalaki. These boys are from the same hometown. You don't want to go back being one up by the other. The he, Hardys and the Helms. He pretty much said, yeah, these guys grew up together. They they're best friends. They hate each other. They try to. <laughs> Uh, best each other every it's time. It's business, get brother. Yeah, he said they're best friends. They hate each other. They try to best each other every time they get in the ring. You don't want to go back, you know, with a loss or whatever. And I was like, Yeah. And then JV on a tyrant saying, "You're ugly, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of gym, you died." Yeah. Whole, back whole tyrant. It was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, Cole mentioned that there's an article on WWE.com that lists the top ten moments in SmackDown's history. Uh, JBL is on that list somewhere for that one time he joined the border patrol. <laughs> he well, was hunting Mexicans at the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just one point in this match where shit's happening and Cole says to JBL, you know, I think uh, Cade and Murdoch are like a new APA. <laughs> and I was insulted for JBL. Hey, JBL took that shit in stride because he, he was like, did. "Well, I heard they drink like the old APA." Yeah, he was like, "He's like, yeah, they harken <laughs> back to the uh, to the old Murdoch days, the Dick Murdoch days, and WCCW and the nineties and the, the yeah, Masahiro Chono." Yeah. Yes, <laughs> bro. JBL name dropped. Bro, JBL Masahiro Chono. JBL name dropped Masahiro Chono at least three times on the show. Incredibly, I don't know why. I don't either. He was crazy. He was JBL's the greatest. I don't give a. Yeah, also, Cole was kind of offended by the fact that JBL hunted Mexicans at the border that one time. He called it disgusting. I don't, I don't know why. Based. I don't know why, but hey, JBL's just protecting America, bro. Come on now. Yeah, protect these nuts, John. Got him. Yeah, true. Go Tom. look at muscular women on the internet or something, bro. I don't know. So, hey. in the actual match, Jeff Hardy hits a flush swanton bomb on Gregory Helms, but he and Matt get taken out of the ring by Chavo. Yeah. Benoit hits the diving headbutt, locks the sharpshooter so, on Helms. Yeah, he hits triple Germans, locks in, or goes for the headbutt, shoes off MVP, hits it super flush, dangerously yep. flush. Yeah, head-to-head contact. Yeah, and then he locks in the fucking sharpshooter for, for nice effect. And then if you didn't want to make him look even Any... stronger, if you didn't want to make him look... Even better. More like Just the most powerful killer. man. Yeah. A killer? He a killer. While, while doing the move, he's got Shane Helms or Gregory Holmes in this move. The sharpshooter. He's got him locked in the sharpshooter. You see MVP running towards him, and like a fucking geek, he just does a back body <laughs> drop. No handed. No handed while having the move applied. Yeah, he back body drops MVP while holding a sharpshooter. And so base. Truly sinks it in, and then Helms taps out. That yeah, he really locked that. Like he locked that shit like, in. Like it was like he meant it. Like he wow. was trying to end yeah. Helms' life or something. Yeah, like he wanted yeah. to break his back. Like like he wanted to take his knee and and, and shove it straight something. into his spine. And fucking... So if you couldn't, I mean, I don't know what else you could have done. Save like 
have Benoit take all three guys out by himself, that would have made him look any stronger. And then yeah, actually break his neck with the crossface. What do you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then rip his breaking spine necks? out like Sub Zero. Yeah, breaking day. spines, choking dudes out. Mm-hmm. Bow so, flex machine. Good there workout. Is, there is one spot in this oh, match. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it nearly brought a tear to my eye because was it was it, was it one was it was it one Benoit set the dogs out back? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. So somebody has a near fall and the ref points out that the shoulder is not fully down. And that that <laughs> made me so happy. You have no idea how much shitty refing I've been seeing Brother. in like Western wrestling. Either between watching TNA and the shit on AEW and WWE right now, I'm like, oh my fucking god. No, nah, bro, AEW's rules are just different. Yeah, see, it's referee's discretion. Yeah, it's just different. You know, the way I almost just fucking cut you off to say the referee pointed out that Benoit put the dogs up back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro, crazy though. They really just locked up and he was like, hey. I, I, I got bro. the dog. I got the dog. Also, Kevin Sullivan is outside my house right now. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh god, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. God, oh fuck, that Satanist is out there. You like that? Speaking <laughs> of Satanists, we have Maurice in a vignette. She was looking oh my crazy. God. She was looking very, very crazy. young. Very I, young. Look, looking like, like a brisk, Zanin. fresh, nubile, like 19-year-old or something. I don't know how old Maurice is here, but she looks very young. My, Mike the Miz Mizanin has I don't know how he did life. it. I don't know how he He's, did it. Especially he, now, bro. Maurice has aged like fine wine. Yeah. Amazing. She gets better. She... Looks incredible. Yeah, brother and... Maurice. Maurice now is actually even better than Maurice in 2007. I don't even know how she did it. Correct. From the guy that was reading notes off of his wrist, saying "Text WWE at five five five. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> to future two-time Grand Slam cool. champion. Yeah. WWE champion in the year of our Lord 2021. And 21. I look. I love the Miz. I'm a big Miz mark. I'm very happy for him. Good for him. Yeah, so Maurice, Maurice. Maurice got this little vignette. I presume she hasn't debuted yet, but she's she's laid out by the fireplace and she's she's looking all all sexy and hot. And it looks and she, like a porno ad. Yeah, and she and she it did does. it did look like a porno. I thought I was about to see fucking like Kelly's expose on SmackDown. Dude, <laughs> I thought a girls gone wild ad was about to fucking pop up at on Peacock. Like, on the cock? Exactly. <laughs> Porn on the cock. Hell cool. yeah, baby. Yeah, so she's laying there. She's, she's like, welcome back to SmackDown on UPN. <laughs> Actually, this could have easily been one of those 2007 GoDaddy ads. It could have been one of those, like, just, like, selling Super so much sex. Dude, like, Dude, they were ads. just shy of, like, popping a titty on those commercials. I'm sure, I'm sure you could probably find, like, a band... <laughs> Sure. A banned GoDaddy commercial where like they just whip the full I'm fucking sure. nookie out. I'm sure, because it was wild. Those things were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were crazy back in the day. Speaking of wild and crazy, we have the entire reason why this motherfucker Marquise chose this episode in the first place to watch. Yeah, you got so... the champions coming out first. Yeah, so you know what, you know what, Marquise, I I think you should explain to the listener where all this is coming from. What. You don't got to give all the details because some of the stuff's in the vault. But yeah. you mean you can yeah, yeah, yeah. you you can reveal you know just a little bit of the backstory as to why you decided that you wanted to watch Deuce and Domino win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, I really like Deuce and Domino. 
They're cool. They are very. They cool. are about cool. They are. They're all about it, actually. All about cool. <laughs> and I actually have pretty cool memories of Deuce and Domino and Cherry. Me I too. I, I was watching though. Cherry does not know how to roller skate for shit. No, she's just walking. I noticed that when I was uh, watching this back. She, she needs to go. She needs to go work at a Sonic. I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. She needs to go work at a Sonic. She does. Uh, but other than that, I like their theme, I like their gimmick, and I like who they faced. And you like their flow. I do like their I flow. I look, so I don't have the attachment to Deuce and Domino that Marquise and Andrew, among others, have. I've heard of them, I've seen a couple of matches. They're cool. Well, Deuce and Domino is my representation, brother. They also are, one of these guys also go on to become Sim Snooker. Shouts out. Yeah, shouts out to Legacy. But the, the original legacy that also had the, a yeah the OG legacy fucking, uh, Manu or whatever Manu, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Manu um but they face the at 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 that time the current WWE tag team champions mm-hmm. Paul London and the Brian Kendrick and deep let me tell you, nuts deep in a title reign I so deep I was actually they brought fourth longest of yeah. all I, time. It came a little bit because I love this tag team. This is oh, dude, Paul London, ever. Paul London, and Brian Kendrick is definitely my favorite five. And they came out. They're first. they're yep. so well, fucking incredible. Yeah, Paul London I'm... was gonna give himself a concussion in this match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we knew was gonna happen, bro. Yeah. If there's if there's uh, anything you can rely on Paul London for, it's taking a shitty bump on the floor. I agree. Dude. Which is and not a good thing to be reliable the for. In this match is fucking brutal. Stupid. It's it's almost as bad as the Royal Rumble bump in five. Almost. They, almost. But I think I think they come out first and they've got yeah, the titles. The uh they've got the uh they've got the titles. Got the opera masks. Blue, this blue gear with uh <sighs> the tragedy and happy mass or tragedy and whatever mass. Um for Vendetta mask. Yeah, yeah. tragedy and Yeah, came on the yeah, Guy yeah. Fox mask. We're gonna burn down Italy. Yeah. We're gonna burn down Italy. We're gonna burn it all down. Exactly. And it looked absolutely sick. It. I was just. Oh, dude, bro. Uh, London and Kendrick uh, in the blue and gold is genuinely an iconic image in my mind because that's what they wore when they had that uh that fatal four way ladder match, which we talked about on this very podcast some months ago, Armageddon two thousand seven. I have very very fond memories of this tag team. Um, Yeah, London and Kendrick are sick. Yeah, these were. I, I would probably say it was my favorite tag team at the time, even over the Hardys, just because oh, I enjoyed bro. watching SmackDown. Yeah, and their theme was The theme was awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and bro, this match made Brian Kendrick look like the baddest motherfucker of all time. Dude. So. Oh, so good. Getting into the match, we have Deuce and Domino. They come out second. I should also mention that. Uh, because they're in Italy, they don't have the normal SmackDown set. Mm-hmm. So they've got these like trusses with like the flags behind it. It honestly just looked like uh, a scaled down version of the Raw is War set. Yeah, but instead of yeah, like the side sure. panels, they have Italian flags. They could still afford fucking Batista's pyro. Though. Damn right. Yeah, hell and yeah. MVPs. Yeah, he's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, MVP's little tunnel. Yeah, he fucking, did come. Uh, yeah, his little tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, his little tunnel. That yeah, happened. He exploded too. There was some fire. Yeah, it was cool. So, oh, yeah, so do so, so. So they got this set. And because they're in Italy, they gotta have a fucking Ferrari on the fucking stage. Of course. So oh. we got this Ferrari sitting there. And then Deuce, Domino, and Cherry all roll up in their pink caddy. Yes. Sick. Flexing Amazing. on that shitty little Ferrari. Yeah. That's how you yeah. gotta do it. And it was ace. It was Absolutely, cute. bro. Absolutely. As a guy who lived cream. in a town with a breakfast spot called the Pink Cadillac, <laughs> I 
I can appreciate a pink Cadillac. Shouts as out a, as a, as a bigger fan of old cars to new cars, W. Yeah, so seeing Deuce, Domino, and Cherry roll out in the pink caddy really did unlock a lot of memories for me, mm-hmm. genuinely. Many a Friday night watching SmackDown. Many. Especially in 2007 and 2008. That was, I mean, like I said last, uh, no, two weeks ago when we talked about uh, the August 28th, 09 episode, where that was the end of my stint with WWE for a long time. Yeah. This was like, I was deep in the fucking shit, bro. I was, I was watching Raw, SmackDown, ECW. Yeah. I was reading the magazines. I was, bro. I mean, again. Yeah, I mean, every time I would try and go to Walmart, I would try and find an edition of WWE Magazine, I remember. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, bro, I got a fucking collection from March of 08 all the way to like June of 2010. Damn, that didn't work. Yeah, I still have them and I still love them. Very cool stuff. So, uh, Deuce and Domino being, you know, Italian greasers making their way down to the ring, you'd think, you know, Italy might fuck with that a little bit. Not Ooh. even a little bit, bro. They did not care at all about these fucking losers. They did not care. And they cared even less as the match continued to go on as a... They didn't even care about the pretty lady. No, they did not. And she was pretty. Woo, Cherry. Cherry Cherry did look good. Shouts out. So, London and Kendrick have been the tag team champions for 334 days as of that episode of SmackDown. Which was the fourth fourth longest tag team championship reign in WWE history at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, the match happens. Cherry gets involved, which causes London to blast Domino off the apron from behind with a drop kick. He follows up by leaping over the top rope, attempting a moonsault from the apron. But uh, Domino's a fucking asshole yep. and simply did oh. not take it and moved, which caused uh, Paul London to crash into the floor so goddamn hard he doesn't move for the rest of the match. No. I got legit... EMTs and paramedics all over him, bro, and they never threw up a single fucking X. Nope, like they don't, they I, don't think I to stretcher him out or nothing. They just leave him there because, the whole because time. Because they didn't get a stretcher or they didn't throw the X up, I was like, oh, I kept thinking he's gonna come back, and he never did. I thought, no. I thought it was a gimmick. I thought he was gonna get on the stretcher and then come back or whatever. Nope. Like, <laughs> but no, he legit for shoot knocked the fuck out, and I think absolutely got a concussion. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't know. No, I'm. I mean, I'm certain this was a work. Oh yeah, I definitely think it was a work. Because they definitely would have carted his ass out if it were a shoot. <laughs> just the fact that he was there the entire time. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Yeah, there was just there was no hope spot or anything, which really surprised well, me. Well, actually, I mean, Kendrick does get a hope spot, he but he gets fucking. But the fire gets quenched. So yeah, Ken, yeah, yeah. So Brian Kendrick is left in this match with a partner. London's on the floor, knocked out. Kendrick's getting his shit rocked left and right, but he just won't stay down. They keep pinning him, won't stay down. Eventually. Deuce and Domino hit this fucking like a almost like a it's like a heart it's like a heart attack but instead of a clothesline it's just a fucking shotgun drop kick to the face. Well, not necessarily. It's more like a uh, uh, a leg lariat, I guess. But that that was definitely a foot to the face. Yeah, he did fucking kick him. It was like a leaping super kick, pretty much. It It was like a leg slap and everything. It was like a leaping USO style super kick, big leap, heart attack style. Yeah. Yeah, heart attack style for life, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, Kendrick gets pinned by Deuce, and we have new WWE Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to—I pres- wrote at the end of my notes that I was going to just simply presume that the Moon Cell somehow knocked Paul London out. I don't know how because he landed on his stomach. Safest assumption, but... but he somehow cracked his head on the fucking floor and 
they lost a tag title. They just wounded him so badly that he was that he out. <laughs> and and this to. finish, by the way, it was fucking sick. Well, yeah, they I, crushed him. Yeah. They, I mean, when I, when I say game, they, bro, they crushed God. him. So good. Sent him home. Sent him packing. So then we get a, a little cutaway here. We have SmackDown. It's brought to you by AutoZone. The new Paramount film next, and the Nintendo Wii. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We have a raw rebound where Vince McMahon is in the ring with Umaga and Armando Estrada. This is also another show in Italy. Uh, he asked for a challenger from the rocker from the locker room for Umaga's Intercontinental Championship. A man gets pulled out of the crowd. His name? Santino Morella. Debut. Oh, yeah, baby. With some help from Bobby Lashley and a number of chair shots and a spear, Santino wins the Intercontinental Championship from Umaga on Monday Night Raw. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Santino is a ruthless aggression star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a guy got pulled out of the fucking... Bro, they literally had a whole storyline in one of the games about that. That is true. With Santino as the heel. That is true. Yeah, you get pulled out of the crowd and he dicks on you and then you beat him and then you fucking torment Vince McMahon or whatever. Yeah, you draw cocks on his face. Yeah, while uh, yeah that's awesome. That's so sick, yeah. Yeah, you get to draw cocks. So then Cole and JBL run down the card for the upcoming Backlash pay-per-view. I was at that show and it kicked mad ass. I bet. I heard it was a goodie. Don't remember it too much. I was there. Epic style for life. So then Mark, we get, we get, a, we get a vignette, a promo package, a little, little thingy. Yeah. Mark Henry will be returning from injury on SmackDown in two weeks. So I don't know if this is pre or post Silverback. This is, this is probably where it's about to begin. I think so. I think it's where it's about to begin. I think it's picking up. Are they, get, are they about to get racist up in here? Yeah. They're about yeah. to get super racist. Cool. So then we have a very, this match confused me so much. On a lot of levels. I didn't okay. take a lot of notes for this match. I, this was whatever. This match pissed me off. This match just was. Yeah. A, it was weird. It was I annoying. Like, I didn't enjoy it. So we this have. Match pissed me off. We have Bill Regal mm -hmm. and his friend Dave Taylor. Yes. In a awesome. handicap match against Kane. Awesome. Kane comes out. Cool song. Very awesome. The actual good Kane theme. Kane's new movie, See No Evil, will be releasing next week. And this week, Stone Cold the Condemned came out. Very cool. So we get into the match. For some reason, Regal and Dave Taylor just get so... Okay, first off, first things first. This match went like four times longer than it should have. Yeah. It went like It went so minutes. long. It went... Okay, so, so this match went long. Kane got shit on for most of it. Dude, it was... So and... Bad. And when Kane was about to win the match, Regal and Taylor fucking skipped out. Yeah. So, so, so you Kane, had so you Kane had the by uh, count out. Yeah. So you I had the, you have that the, Italian crowd sitting there for like fifteen minutes, not giving a shit about this match, and you couldn't even give them a finish. No. I love chicken shit heels. Chicken shit heels. Top three thing in wrestling for me. Cool, but like walking out of a 15-minute match bro, is not cool. What the fuck is this? This is like... Why is the match going to go this long if you're not going to have a finish? From yeah. a booking perspective, it's terrible. From a Well, yeah, because it made Kane look dumb. For a, for a, yeah, for a kayfabe perspective, it makes Kane look like a fucking idiot. 
Like, like, bro, why couldn't you uh, beat Dave I'm, Taylor and William Regal by yourself? With a fun. And I, I love William Regal and I love Kane. And yeah, but Dave, let's be real. Dave Taylor's cool, but like, come on, like, it wasn't even explained why this match was happening. Yeah, there's no. We they, get lore after the match. Yeah, we get lore after whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, so Kane wins by countout. We cut backstage. SmackDown general manager Teddy Long is backstage while William Regal and Dave Taylor complain about Kane. They want to get away from this motherfucker. They're sick of his shit. They don't want to be anywhere near him. Yes. So what does Teddy Long tell him but that they're going to be having a match with Kane next week? A tag team match. Yeah, he said, are you fucking deaf? We just said, are you daft cunt? (laughs) You twat. Yeah, you fucking twat. Did, Did you not hear us? Exactly. So fucking Teddy Long's like, Leia, this is SmackDown. It's all about competition. You understand that? Like, yeah, I guess we, I guess we understand that. He said, all right, Playa. Well, Kane's tag team partner next week is going to be the Boogeyman. Yep. They're said, like, God damn it. Boogeyman's coming to get you. Epic. And then all I said after this is that uh, Teddy gets pussy. Yes, he does. So... Regal and Taylor walk off, dejected, sad, upset. Mm-hmm. They got a match next week. Crystal, Teddy Long's uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Whatever. Uh, she comes through with a bunch of bags full of shit she bought at the Gucci and the Ooh. Louis Vuitton. I mean, they're in Italy, baby. She's at, I mean, they're in Milan. She's she's hitting up the stores. Yeah. Teddy says she probably maxed out his credit cards. But that's okay because yeah. he'll deal with it when they get back to the States. Yeah, it's fine. They share a smooch and we move on. So then we uh, we we look back on the assault on Batista earlier at the beginning of the show. Again, the referees just let Finley hit a Celtic cross on Batista, despite them all just staring at it. Whatever. Don't worry about it. That was all just meant to set up the main event where we had built all night long. Didn't bother to mention it because it does not matter that much. No. Mister Money in the Bank himself, Mister Ken Kennedy, will be taking on the World Heavyweight Champion, The Undertaker. This match, fucking sucked, bro. Yeah. Well, all right. You know this I, match is I all about one don't thing. Have, I don't. I don't have a fucking anything because this is just an Undertaker match. Candy looks like shit. I was mad. The last the two matches thing, of the show pissed me off. The only thing that I really had of note in this entire match is that, damn, 2007 Undertaker is moving really well. Yeah, I mean he also had abs visible through his yeah. fucking top, so I was like, wow. That's what like I was thinking. This is yeah, the Undertaker. This, yeah, this is the Undertaker. A lot of people talk about his uh, his his big evil and his fuck his all that, bro. Oh seven yeah. through like twenty eleven Undertaker is that the was Pete working. Taker. Yeah, that was That's a working Pete Taker. Taker. He was here to have good matches. Yeah, and he work. worked a lot. Like he worked a lot of SmackDowns, a lot of pay per views. Yeah, he was working. Good. Yeah, it was great. And he look he does times. look good, but. Him and Kennedy did not have a great match. Well, you know who I'm gonna, you know who I'm gonna stick that on. I'm gonna stick that on Ken Kennedy for not being a great wrestler in the first place. Yeah, that's so very fair. Kennedy hits the ring, cuts his promo with the with the mic from the ceiling, does all of his you know hoopla. Yeah, there's a buzz in the air. You can literally hear the crowd buzzing as they wait for the first bell to strike for the Undertaker's entrance. There's a shit ton of fog, just so, so much. much. Uh, so we get into the match. Uh, somewhere deep in there, Kennedy manages to hit a superplex on the Undertaker. Uh, he gets into the corner. He goozles Kennedy, holds it until the count of four point nine. He fucking holds him up. He he chokes him, and Kennedy like leaps up onto the top rope to like lay down on the ropes while Undertaker's choking this motherfucker. And he, and uh, as soon as Taker breaks away from it, he scares Nick Patrick, the official, out of the ring. Just fucking hmm, yeah. scary guy. Uh, then. <laughs> 
Taker slams his nuts into the ropes when he misses a big boot in the corner to Kennedy. And then he later goes for the vintage leg drop to Kennedy draped on the apron. Vintage. JBL was like, what'd you say? What'd you call that, Cole? Vintage? Here we fucking go. Yeah. Uh, Taker hits his five moves of doom. Finley rushes the ring, distracts him long enough for Kennedy to grab his briefcase and crack the Undertaker with it. They beat him down. And the crowd's chanting for Batista. I mean, they just showed us getting his ass beat by these two dudes earlier. Yeah, so, so like, I don't know why they expect him. Crowd's kind of dumb. Well, I mean, if anything, uh, JBL and Cole were talking about, well, why the hell would Batista help this guy? They're Literally. opponents. Literally. They got a last man standing match coming up at fucking Backlash. Why would he help this guy? Turns out he doesn't. Undertaker just gets his ass beat. Yeah. Fucking Finley hits the Celtic cross on Undertaker. Kennedy taunts him with the case. And I'm screaming at my fucking screen at this point. Asking, why doesn't he just cash in right fucking now? Because fuck it, you, that's why. It, the, the logic is... He literally... Uh, bro, Kennedy literally takes the briefcase and shoves it in Taker's face as he's laid out on the mat. Like, you're telling me that, that this guy could not get Taker up, ring the bell, Kenton bomb, no, one, two, three. No, he's sorry. the world champion. No, sorry. No, because Kennedy and Finley just make their way up the ramp celebrating how they beat up a bunch of dudes tonight. You can definitely see Undertaker positioning himself to sit up but the show. But he doesn't do it. Yeah. yeah. He did it, he didn't do it. after. Yeah. That's because exactly. that had a dark match to work, brother. Yeah, that's exactly what Undertaker and Batista versus Ken Kennedy and <laughs> Finley. Yeah, you see uh, Terry Long just made it official. Holla, 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 playa. That was the 400th episode of SmackDown from... April 20th, 420, 2007. Pretty whatever episode. I mean, that tag match was uh, really the highlight just because Deuce yeah. and Domino. I mean, clearly that's the whole reason we even watched it. Yes. But, you know, seeing seeing the build to uh, the first the first show I ever went to in my entire life was pretty cool. Just, just a snippet of it. It's pretty cool. I'm sure at some point I'm going to eventually go back and rewatch that pay-per-view. See if it still holds up. There's no way it does, but, you know. Yeah. Always worth a look. That's true. Well, that was the main event of the Taking Louis Posting Podcast, episode number 48. If you'd ever be so kind, I'm telling you right now to do it because I'm telling you now. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter Just at TOPROSPOD. If you want to hang out with the boys in Discord, if that's a thing you enjoy and like doing, give us a little DM on Twitter. Again, give us a follow at TOPROSPOD. We'll give you the link. Get to hang out with some cool dudes. Going to get more active in there hopefully soon. Of course, if you want to go crazy dummy dumb, all you cool dudes on the Apple Podcast and Spotify, there's a five-star review. We appreciate that stuff so much. Leave us a something mean, funny, nice, inspirational, motivational. Just go do it. Say stuff. Yeah. Leave a five. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. We certainly would. And if you want to go crazy dummy dumb, super epic style for life. Even if you wanna if you wanna be taking liberty style for life, if you want to be taking liberty certified by the boys themselves. Check out the Patreon. Never required, always appreciated. Patreon.com forward slash TOPROS Poppy. Got some cool content on there for you to check out. We're trying to make, you know, we're trying to make the shit worth your money, people. Honestly, we, want, we want to earn your dollars. That's all we want. We want to earn your dollars, but we also need your dollars because shit, bro. You know how it is. Yeah, you know how it is and how it be. Of course, on every podcast platform in the universe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor, 
Podbean. Of course, Alto Blueberry. Yada 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 yada. You already know the deal. Thank you, beautiful, beautiful people, for listening to us babble on about bullshit for roughly two hours or so. Somewhat, yeah. Thank you for hanging out. We have been your hosts, Andrew. And Marquise. And Max. And we'll check you guys next week for some two-hour impacts! Uh. <laughs>